It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your Bruins post-game recap brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. I am Jake Reiser. It's March 16th, and the Bruins rolling into Winnipeg on a two-game losing streak really needing to find themselves again, taking on a Winnipeg Jets team who is really trying to stay alive in the Western Conference wildcard spot. 79 points for them coming in the second wildcard team with Nashville, Calgary, hot on their tail behind them. Both teams really needing a win. Both teams coming into this game on losing streaks. And thank the hockey gods that it was Boston's night tonight. Still not perfect, but Boston comes out of it with a 3 nothing victory. Again, I'm not going to give you the blow-by-blow. You can read the article above me that will give you the play-by-play of what happened. But there's a couple of themes that I want to talk about that are so important to why this Bruins team has been so good all season. And it starts with depth. Depth, depth, depth. I don't know what kind of drought Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak are on. But if they're going to be on a drought... It's nice to have guys who can step up and score in their absence. And Trent Frederick has been on a little bit of a heater lately. That's got to feel so good for the Bruins to score so early into the game. Start the game on the right foot. Tyler Bertuzzi looks like he's fitting in more and more every single game on that third line. But that's exactly what you want. And that's exactly the whole point of what Don Sweeney did at the trade deadline. He didn't necessarily make a big splash on offense. His big splash came on defense with Dmitry Orlov. 
But Tyler Bertuzzi has come in and really started to play a phenomenal game on that third line with Charlie Coyle and Trent Frederick. And yet again, it's Frederick who's the beneficiary to make it one nothing Boston early on. Pavel Zaka, if we told people at the beginning of this season that he was going to have the best goal-scoring season of his career, I'm sure some people might have believed me, but a lot of people would have said, he's just not going to pan out, that he would have been another third or fourth-line grinder, almost like David Backus again, having a guy who can contribute somewhat but just is snake-bitten. I feel like people might have almost said he would have had a Craig Smith-type year this year, and Lord knows, I'm I'm sorry, Craig. I'm, we love you for what you did for us for the last couple of years, and we hope you're doing well in Washington. But you would have almost thought a guy like that might have had a Craig Smith-ish year, and he has been absolutely immense for the Bruins time and again this year. What a snipe starting to trust his shot, which is wicked, just beautiful behind Hellebach. But the fact that this is his best goal-scoring season of his career, that he's playing so well on that check line with Krejci, with Pasternak, that's a line for the foreseeable future that I don't think Jim Montgomery should break up. And it should make David Krejci, whether this is his last year with the Bruins, whether he just goes year by year, whether Bergeron stays and goes year by year, I think Krejci should be absolutely thrilled that he finally has two wingers again that he can love to play with and trust. It's been a long time, probably since Milan Lucic and Nathan Horton were in Boston, that David Krejci has had wingers he can really trust. But having David Pasternak on one side and Pavel Zaka on the other, those checkmates Really love playing together. As much as the other two checkmates weren't involved in Zaka's goal, it was Carlo who made a nice read to keep the puck out of their defensive zone, get it right to Zaka, who charged it on his own. I'm sure that checkmate line is here to stay for a while. Jeremy Swayman. He has the odd game here and there. You look at the game in Seattle where he gave up five. You're lucky that Seattle gave up six in that kind of a wild bout. He's been phenomenal. And I yes, we are tremendously blessed and lucky as Bruins fans to have probably the Vezina winner in Linus Olmark really taking over the net this year. But what people forget about that has to be so important is the development of Jeremy Swayman as the future number one goaltender or continuing to be the 1A or the 1B to Linus Olmark's 1A and 1B. He stood tall tonight these are games that give you so much trust in what the Bruins saw in him from the University of Maine what they saw in him in his first kind of partial NHL season what he brought for at least a good portion of last year as well he can just stand on his head he can command the game on Winnipeg's early power plays he stood tall made incredible saves really earned that shutout 36 saves tonight Again, the Bruins got shut out or outshot 36-24, so Swayman really did his duty. I talked earlier about the kind of goal-scoring drought for the Bergeron, Marchands, Pasternak, but they're still playing really well, really effectively. Patrice Bergeron still the face-off wizard, 13 for 17 in the dot, 76%. 9 for 10 specifically against Adam Lowry. That's both 
just incredible skill by Patrice Bergeron and great deployment by Jim Montgomery. Whenever Lowry was on the ice, Bergeron basically had his number in the dot. Um, Marshawn, he made some comments recently. He's still not kind of feeling like himself. I can understand that. You know, you would have hoped that having all, all the time he had to recover, all the time to think. He only had one shot on goal tonight, one hit. He had a pretty low time on ice. He only had 15-53. There were a couple more guys. Charlie Coyle had more ice time. Pavel Zaka had more ice time. David Pasternak had more ice time. So I wonder whether that's load management. I wonder whether that's just riding the hot hand with who's playing right now. They'll find it, but it's good that they're at least staying strong in their structure, and they played just a great team game tonight. Uh, for those of you who are listening and watching on Nesson, Brick really said it well at the end of the game. It wasn't necessarily a reset of the X's and O's. It was a reset of the mentality that they were playing with. They played hard. They played with emotion. They controlled the puck, and when push came to shove, they showed up in their best period through the whole season in that third period and shut Winnipeg down, especially when they needed to. That's got to make you feel good as a Bruins fan. Nothing's perfect yet. They're still not looking like that dominant team we've seen over the first 60 games of this season. But to get back to what feels more like a, the Bruins team and what they should be winning like, what they should be playing like, Obviously, they're playing against a team in Winnipeg who needed to fight hard tonight, and so maybe some of that masked the Bruins' skill. They're going to play uh, Minnesota on Saturday. Minnesota is a much better team, not by a lot. I said Winnipeg had 79 points. Minnesota has 86 points. They're second in the Central Division. So they're a very good team, riding a hot hand, riding really good goaltending. Kirill Kaprizov is a guy that's going to be probably an even bigger test than most people on the Winnipeg Jets roster. Maybe save a really hot Kyle Connor or a Mark Shifley, but Kirill Kaprizov is a whole nother animal. We'll get into that on Saturday after the game against Minnesota, but to see the Bruins come into Winnipeg, play the game that they needed to, earn a really hard-fought, really gutsy, really needed win— that's got to make you feel better that they're going to write the ship sooner rather than later. I talked about it in my rant after the Chicago game. You would hope that they would have write, righted the ship sooner rather than later. They certainly showed up and did that. Final score, Boston 3, Winnipeg nothing. I will see you guys. I hope you guys will listen to me after the game on Saturday afternoon in Minnesota. This has been the Boston Bruins postgame recap brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. <laughs>